You're listening to highlights from the Creative Process Interview with the Heraclidon Museum. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. Eleni Nomiku and Pantelis Michiku, welcome to the Creative Process. We're now here in the Heraclidon Museum. Founded in uh, on, on uh, 2004 and for the first 10 years was dedicated to art. And because uh, the main exhibition was about Maurice Itusi Escher, people knew it as an Escher Museum. Yeah. And uh, the educational program was about art and mathematics. Right. But then we had exhibition about ancient Greek technology, plexis, and navigation of ancient Greeks, and... Uh, history and navigation. Naval History Navigation. The founders of the museum, Mr. Paul Firos and Mrs. Annabelida Firos, they have the vision of the museum, creating the museum, and the vision of creating a, a technological museum uh, with its educational program. They are Greek Americans, they live half the year in the States, half the year in Greek. Yes, yes. Uh, and we're just walking through the military uh, portion of the exhibit. Mm-hmm. So this is the section of war technology of the ancient Greeks. And in the ground floor we have, it's dedicated the whole floor in uh, Trirem, mm-hmm. the ancient Athenian ship that has won the naval battle in Salamis 2,500 years ago. Here we have a model of the ship, how the oars have been placed in the ship and uh, with just focusing the uh, fact that the main weapon of the ship was this one, it's the battering ram, it's made from bronze and it just hits the opponent and sink the ship, let's say the Persian ship during the... Uh, the ship of the enemy. Yes, the Battle of uh, Salamis. You have to notice that in uh, Trirem we have three rows of oars uh, and we have 170 rowers in the ship. You can read it here. So this is the ship, how it was, looks like. This is a trium. It's a model, I think it's how long? Two, two meters long. Yes. Yeah. The, the real one was less than 40 meters long and less than five meters in wide. So it was fast, flexible, it was moving fast and it can, it can turn very easily. And the uh, flexibility and the fast movement of the ship was used during the battle in Salamis. It's uh, here a narrow space between Attica, Athens and Salamis, a small island right in front of the Athenian Riviera, let's call it Riviera. So the Greeks were these and these are the Persians Oh, right. Okay, we're looking at a diagram. Yes. Yes. 
they just moved back and the person goes ahead and then they hit them with the battery grams right. and just this was the end of the battle. Right. It was just, let's say, less than 10 hours. There's a statement yes. uh, in front of the museum. Uh, please let me show you this. Do you, Do want, you want me to read to, it? I can read it. Yes. The famous 12 labors of Hercules Heracles in Greek, the iconic hero of Greek mythology, in fact, reflect the collective achievements of the ancient Greeks, achievements that are lost deep in history and are full of events of technological interest. A characteristic example is the fifth labor in which Hercules accomplishes the task of cleaning the Algaean stables by rerouting the river Alpheus. This feat refers to the historically determined ability of the Mycenaeans for large-scale land improvement works. Since then, many royal houses of ancient Greece have claimed the title of Heraclidae, tracing their lineage to Hercules, the most famous hero of Greek mythology. Today, the Museum Heraclidon, with the seeming feats it is accomplishing, aspires to highlight the results of contemporary scientific research on the breadth and innovation of ancient Greek technical achievements the contribution of the ancient Greeks to the foundation of Western science, the inextricable link of ancient Greek art with science and technology, thus contributing to the holistic approach to ancient Greek civilization. Well, that's beautifully put. Yes. And so it's so important. You know, I love all these uh, educational initiatives, the fact that art is combined with technology and a celebration of math. Theodosius Tassius, welcome to the creative process. We're now in the Heraclidon Museum and we're looking at different exhibits and models that you've designed. And could you tell us, please, which were of the different mechanical exhibits that you designed, which do, were your preferences for working on? A specific comment or a preference to some of the exhibits of, yes. of the actual exhibition at the Euraclidon Museum? Yes. Yes. Is that did, yes. And how did you go about it? What was the whole process of, of creating those exhibits? Yes. As, as far as the, uh, the entire exhibition is concerned, which partly is uh, dedicated to the automata and the other one is, is dedicated to the military technology, with some difficulties, especially the one of uh, Philon of Alexandria, uh, Philon of Byzantium, because it contained very original mechanisms based on the atmospheric pressure, whereas the mechanisms of Hero of Alexandria are more elementary, based on simple mechanics, simple kinetics of a, a weight which goes slowly down by gravity. In the actual model you have visited, but anyway, it, the result is satisfactory and it is gratifying to see that the ancient Greeks imagining the automat working only in the palaces of ancient gods on top of mountain of Olympus, then finally were able to produce themselves in reality these automata. Paul Firos, welcome to the creative process. Hello, glad to be here. So I've had the pleasure of 
visit your Heraclitan Museum in Athens and also doing interviews there and, and touring your wonderful exhibits that I also know have traveled to different countries as far as China in terms of exchange programs. But just tell us a little bit about the genesis of this museum. When the economic crisis uh, came upon. During that period of time, we realized that there was a great need for an education program, not necessarily art itself. And eventually we became well known for, for that. And that's when we made our first uh, choice of converting the museum from art museum to uh, a math and science museum. And from there, it was uh, one step to look at ancient Greek technology and realize that there was a lot of material available to do a museum on ancient Greek technology. Everything has been based on uh, research that we've done. And I believe that this is what differentiates us from others, is that when you walk into our space, you know what you will see is what it was. 2,000 years ago or more. Just in closing, you know, I do ask, it's important for us to think about the future and the kind of world we're leaving the next generation. So for you, what is it, what are the things that you think are important for young people to know, preserve, uh, and remember? Perhaps all this can be encapsulated in one sentence that Socrates said. I know one thing that I don't know anything, which means never assume that what you know is enough. You must always seek more knowledge because only through knowledge can you find happiness even, or at least you will be aware of your surroundings and all that. I think that that's very good advice. Thank you for adding your voice to the creative process. Thank you very much for having me. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.